Hi, I'm Kerry Grinkfarm, the host of Best of Us Investors. I've been doing this channel since uh, November 11th of 2019. <clears throat> and I think this just might be the most important video I have ever made, and I suspect it will be the least liked video that I have ever made. And if you don't like what I'm about to say, please go ahead and get your unsubscription done, and um, let's move on. But I think you need to know that the stock market is entering into a very precarious time, and it's being driven by the things that are happening in China relative to their real estate market. Um, and what we've seen in the newspapers is all wrapped around a company by the name of Evergrande. It is the second largest real estate uh, developer in China, and the Chinese situation is getting very precarious and I believe will create a crash in the Chinese market, which will then uh, bleed over into the U.S. market and we'll, so we'll see a substantial crash. I think that this is contrary, what I'm saying, to a number of YouTube channels who have basically said that everything that you're reading in the Wall Street Journal is a bunch of lies, and some others are saying that it's an overreaction, that it's a Evergrande problem, it's a, a Chinese problem, and it has little or no implications in relative to the United States. So with that in mind, I'm going to make some suggestions. The first suggestions are, read this book, this is a book that was written, I believe, in about uh, 2007, predicting the subprime crisis. Then, then read this book. This is The Big Short. It came out, I believe, in uh, 2014, I believe. And um, it explains what happened in the subprime crisis. Now, I know most of you won't do that, so do this. There are five movies, five movies that you need to watch. Uh, the first one is a movie from this book, and that is The Big Short, came out in 2015. The second is a movie, again, about the subprime crisis. It's called The Margin Call. It came out in 2011. Then there's Too Big to Fail. That came out in 2011. Then there's an interesting movie called 99 Homes that came out in 2014. And then there's Inside Job that came out in 2010. Uh, I've put a list of those movies so that you can go to Netflix or Amazon Prime and watch them and give you a history of what happened in 2014. Uh, 09 and what I believe is going to happen again. So what I want to do is put it into perspective. Again, one of the people who talked about these basically said that the market doesn't react to facts, it reacts to feelings. And that is true. And their feelings are, this is a whole lot to do about nothing. So in this video, I want to give you the benefit of my experience, who has actually experienced firsthand, was in the investment markets when the bubble burst in uh, 2000, and then again when the subprime market burst in, um, in, in 2008. These people were in high school at that time. So they didn't experience, they don't understand 
that we belong to a global economy. And what happens in China has a lot to do with what's going to happen in the United States. So in this video, I'm going to try to share my knowledge with you of what's going to happen. I'm going to tell you that it's, it's going to be some scary times. And so if you don't want to hear it, unsubscribe now. Uh, don't please don't come to my Discord and uh, and and enter into our discussions because I'm 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 going to give you some bad news here and I don't think there's any avoiding it. But first, let me share with you I'm not your financial advisor uh, and I'll be right back. Best of Us Investors presents Kerry Griegmeier. Back in 2019, I watched a video of Charlie Munger and uh, Warren Buffett talking about when things are wrong, you need to get out of the stock market. And I believe they were right. And what Charlie and Warren were talking about was the tremendous debt that our, our country was building uh, as we went from in 2000 of a, a debt of $4 trillion to in um, 2019, we were up to just about 20 trillion. And so they were saying, this is wrong. And the stock market is being fed by all this money, and we need to get out of it. And so Charlie and 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 Warren raised a lot of cash. I followed their lead, and uh, I I went to seventy five percent cash. And then when the the uh, the coronavirus occurred, um, the market crashed, and and all for the wrong reasons. It's not what we thought was going to happen, Charlie, uh, Warren, and I, but we were in a position to take advantage of it nonetheless. And I think where, where we're going now is Charlie and I and Warren say, what's going on isn't right, and there's going to be some repercussions and some ripples as of, of it, and therefore, it's again time to get out of the market. And I had done this uh, two weeks ago, I believe it was, I, I, I went to 25% cash. I think I need to go further. And I need to explain why, and it's relative to the Evergrande situation. I, and I've done other videos on it, and I'm sure you've done some reading on it. And the question that keeps coming up is, yes, China is in a precarious position because their community, their their economy is built around real estate. The average individual in the United States has a part of their investments in real estate, but in China, it's almost all. For the average successful Chinese investor, 90% of their assets are in real estate. And it's easy to understand why. They live in an economy that is in a tremendous movement of change. You have a, a, a very poor population living out on the farmland who are moving into the big cities, and they need homes. Now, a home in China is an apartment. It's a 400-square-foot apartment that they'll pay 250000 the equivalent of $250,000 for. And so, if I want to participate in this surge in appreciation of real estate, I go and, and buy additional apartments 
rather than stocks. So I may own three apartments and not live in them. In fact, somewhere in the neighborhood of 40 to 50% of all the homes, apartments in China are empty, waiting for the people to come out of the country to live in. So in industry, roughly 30% of of China's GDP is wrapped around this industry. And it's it it's been working great until the subprime until the the a virus put a lot of people out of work. And these companies like Evergrande, which is the second largest, which has some uh, 1,300 projects in 200 cities of apartments going up, found itself in a precarious position that the apartments that used to pre-sell uh, with all the money down are not selling because the, the, the Chinese aren't working because they aren't working just like we aren't, weren't working. So they had to discount their properties as much as 50% just to try to keep cash coming, and it didn't work. And so now they're cash strapped. In fact, they're taking some of their unfinished projects and offering them as payments on their, their, their notes and uh, as a way to, to stay afloat. Now, they just last week didn't make a payment on a $83 million uh, coupon to, it's funded in U.S. dollars. They have a 30-day uh, window um, that they can uh, hold off before they get foreclosed on. So, but the 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 other YouTubers that I am seeing is saying, this is a bunch of lies, and, and it's, it's a China problem. It's not a U.S. problem. And so don't really get worried about it. And this has got me upset because I don't think, as I said, they're 29 years old. They were in high school when the subprime crisis occurred. And they don't recognize that when Lehman Brothers went belly up, when Bear Stearns went belly up, when AGI went belly up, it didn't matter if you owned AGI or, or Lehman Brothers. That didn't matter because the next people that went belly up was General Motors and, and Ford. Their stocks plummeted. Why? Because people weren't working. People weren't going to buy cars. Well, the same thing's going to happen in China. And then, then they also don't recognize that... that um, Evergrande is one of 20. It's the second largest. But do you really think that the other 20 aren't subject to the same issues? And then, the, then one of them go, went into a great dissertation that the largest bondholders were Ashmore, who has a portfolio, assets under management, of $86 billion. But wait a second. Their exposure to uh, Evergrande is less than a half a percent of their assets under management. And BlackRock, who has $9.5 trillion assets, only has 0.004 exposure to Evergrande. Yeah, but how much exposure do they have to NEO? How much exposure do they have to, to Alibaba and Tencent? Because that whole economy is going to crash. It's not just Evergrande. 30% of, of, of China's GDP is wrapped up in real estate. 
So everything in China is going to come down. Now, when we crash, and let me show you this chart of what the, what the subprime crisis did to the United States market. It, it's my trusted chart. Watch this. Okay, this is my trusted chart of the history of the stock market, and I put it against the QQQ. And what I want to point out here is how the market was moving on an upturn, uh, growing as a re result of e-commerce and the digital revolution. And we thought this was tremendous growth, nothing compared to what we're just seeing now. But at the, this point, uh, we have the start of the subprime crisis, and Lehman Brothers fails on uh, September the 15th, 2008. If you can see here, uh, the market drops about 51% in a period of about six months, and then starts to recover. And it doesn't really get back to its its highs uh, on the Dow or on the NASDAQ, it doesn't get back to its highs until 11-1-2010, about a year and a half. This is my reference point as to what I think is going to be happening in the very near future in the current stock market. Okay, you see that when, when Lehman Brothers failed and AGI uh, price dropped, the whole market dropped 50% in a matter of six months. Was that because everybody was exposed to Lehman? No, no, because General Motors wasn't selling cars. I just told you about an article in the Wall Street Journal this weekend that said that Nike is closing down their production plants in Vietnam because the demand in China for Nike shoes is dropping off. China is the second largest economy in the world. It is the largest growth economy in the world. There was an article in the, in the Wall Street Journal not long ago saying that the Swiss watch companies are doing quite well because the Chinese are still buying Swiss watches. They're buying Louis Vuitton. They're, they are supporting Tiffany's. Well, that's all going away because 30% of the Chinese economy is dependent on real estate and their real estate is about to collapse. So my question is not is the U.S. market going to go down, but how much? If the largest growth engine of the world's economy that is, and and they're dependent 30% and 90% 90% of all the assets owned by the people in China are real estate and the real estate market is going to crash how can you say it's a China problem how can you say it's an Evergrande problem how can you say that black black rock is not exposed to it how can you say that unless you just don't have a clue Go to my list of movies, you guys that are 29 years old, and learn what happened and how it happened and how your McDonald's stock is going to go down and your Kentucky Fried Chicken stock, and I know they're owned by somebody, because these are big industries in China. And that's going to, China's just going to, and it's going to, and you're going to see it. Now, do you have any exposure to China? Yes. If you own McDonald's, 
if you own Nike, if you own General Motors, do you know that General Motors sells more cars last year in China than they did in the United States? Did you know that? Well, what's going to happen to General Motors stock if Evergrande goes belly up? <laughs> Am I the only guy who figured this out? No, the Wall Street Journal's telling you, but YouTube, these guys are telling you, that's all, don't worry about it, you're okay. No, you're not. You own Tesla stock? How many cars do you think Tesla's gonna sell now if, if the Chinese population of people who have money now don't have any money? I would ask you, if your stock market crashed, What's the likelihood you're gonna go buy a new car? If our stock market crashes, what's the likelihood that the rich people are going to buy another beachfront cop, uh, vacation home? What's the likelihood? If you're a millennial and you, and you have some, some savings and, and some investments and the stock market goes down like it did in 2008, 50% in six months, What's the likelihood you're going to buy your first home? What's the likelihood that if our stock market takes another 50% hit, now I'm not saying it is, a 20% hit, a 15% hit, what's the likelihood if you're a baby boomer that, and, and you see your, your portfolio go down 10, 15, 20% and, and you're shaken, what's the likelihood that you're going to downsize and go buy another house? Or are you just gonna sit back and say, I'm gonna wait this out and see what the hell's gonna happen? I think that's what we're looking at. Um, and what troubles me is these YouTubers are saying, don't pay any attention to the Wall Street Journal. This is, this is the old time media. I'm sorry, that's irresponsible. We, we've got a very cold winter in front of us. Will it happen next week? Probably not, because the general, one of these YouTubers said, the stock market doesn't care about the truth. It cares about emotion. And he went on to explain that the stock market is emotionally involved with what's happening in China. And they are ex not, not taking in account the real truth, that BlackRock only has a 0.004 exposure to Evergrande. Oh my God, uh, yeah, but how much Tesla do they own? And how much Baidu and, and Tencent and, and, and how much of that do they own? How much Neo do they own? And how leveraged are they in their ownership of these things? This is important. Do your research, watch your movies, and then you make your decision. Is this just a stone being thrown in the pond way across the Pacific 
in China and it's a one company problem. When Lehman failed, was it a one company problem? No, it was the whole banking system. I suspect this is the whole real estate system in China. Now, the question now becomes, how bad is it going to be? And what is China going to do about it? And if they do bail them out, what's that going to do to the yuan? What's that going to do to Tencent? What's that going to do to Baidu? What's that going to do to Alibaba? What's that going to do to Tesla, General Motors, Neo, any and every other stock that has any exposure to China? The second largest economy in the world, the biggest growth engine in the world's economy right now, is about to implode. That's my take. If that's your take, or if you want to discuss it further, subscribe, hit the bell, and come to bestofusinvestors.com and join in on our discussion. Um, it's going to be a very cold winter. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.